What is cooking, everyone? This is scriptwriter Steve, and you've reached the podcast Barbecue Two Movies. My brain is hurting right now. My brain, oh my god, is my brain hurting right now? So get this. Now we all know about Bernie Sanders and that viral photo of him snuggled up with his arms crossed and his legs crossed, uh, watching Joe Biden get inaugurated as president, and he's sitting there by his lonesome self. Well, a teacher um, by the name of Ingrid Sayer, maybe Sire, Ingrid Sire Ochi. Ochi? Okay, that's a weird. Ingrid Sire hyphenated Ochi. So she's a San Francisco teacher, and apparently, apparently, she is so offended by Bernie Sanders' attire and is saying, this is an example of white privilege. Male privilege and class privilege. Really? You know, what can we do in this world to, to not act as the victim? Now, of course, she's a San Francisco teacher. Number one, okay, that's San Francisco, right? So it's, you know, full on just liberal, right, over there. And we're, but we're still not going to forgive her thinking. And then secondly, she's a teacher. She was a principal before. This is completely insane. Now let me let me read to you from this article. Okay, so quote. What did they see? They saw a white man in a puffy jacket and huge mittens, distant not only in his social distancing, but in his demeanor and attire. What did I see? What did I think my students should see? A wealthy, incredibly well-educated and a privileged man showing up for perhaps the most important ritual of the decade in a puffy jacket and huge mittens. I don't know many poor working class or female or struggling to be taken seriously folk who would show up in the inauguration of our 46th president dressed like Bernie. Then she told her, then she told her students, this is white supremacy. This is white privilege. It can be so hard to pinpoint, but when we see it, we know it. Ooh, okay, unquote. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but let's, you know what, here, I want to keep reading what she's, <laughs> I'm going to keep reading here, because she is, some, she is completely off her rocker. Okay, quote, I mean in no way to overstate the parallels Senator Sanders has to white supremacists or insurrectionists. But he manifests privilege, white privilege, male privilege, class privilege, in ways that my students could see and feel. What the hell is she... Okay, unquote, unquote. Um, what the hell is she teaching her kids? Can you imagine this lady teaching your kids this crap? And this is crap. It's so much crap that the left, the Democrats, right, again, they're, they are calling her out on this crap. I mean, she is so far left wacko that, the, that their own, their own kind of say, wait a minute, you're too even too wacko for us. Now, I'm kind of just curious about her name. Her name is Ingrid Sire hyphenated Ochi. So did she marry um, a guy who's um, Japanese? Because Ochi is the last name for, for Japanese. Um, I don't hear it very often, but I've, 
I have some Japanese friends whose last names are Ochi. I don't think that's a very American name. I tried to look up her, look her up on Facebook. I did find a picture, I think that was her husband, who is white. So maybe she married a, a Japanese person before, or I, I have no idea. But that's weird that she has the name Ochi. That's, that's all I want to see. That's, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I'm reading way too much into it. But that's kind of strange. Maybe she didn't want to keep her, her white last name. But... Huh. And, you know, it's really funny because people started attacking her for her white privilege. And the left is just eating their own. No, you have white privilege. No, you have white privilege. Uh, everyone has white privilege. In fact, including me, I'm 100% Chinese. And I was accused of having white privilege because my last name is Young. <laughs> my last name is Young. Uh, you, you know, I, I'll tell you a funny story. My, my last name... When you look at it in the Chinese letter, and you know, the stuff that looks like chicken scratch, um, the way you pronounce it is yung. Well, some, some Chinese pronounce it yung, and some, pronu- some pronounce it dong. And my, um, my, my friend's um, boyfriend, he has the same last name as me, the same Chinese lettering, except when his parents migrated over to um, America from Vietnam, and there's Chinese in Vietnam, they, uh, I guess whoever... Uh, I guess, wrote down their name in English, the, the phonetically English version, uh, they gave him the word Dong, D-O-N-G. So, but it's, but we got the same thing now. We got Young, Y-O-U-N-G. Isn't that funny? I'm not sure whoever was, work, whoever was working the immigration par- department there gave them Dong. So they're forever known as Dong, right? And we know what that kind of sounds like, right? So you have Mr. Dong, when he should actually be Mr. Young. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of weird, but uh, it's the same lettering. It's the, pronounced the same way as, my, as me, Young. And it could be Young. But anyway, little tidbit there about last names and Chinese things. So I got some, I got some things, things I want to talk about today. I got to cut to commercial guys before I get carried away and just start talking for like about 30 minutes straight. I will get right back after these messages. And so hang on tight. Okay, I'm back. I want to start getting some things off my chest right here. I want to talk about some good old Facebook trolling. Good, you know, when you when you troll people on Facebook, it's pretty fun because you get to call them out on their nonsense. I try not to do that before. Before I think at one time I was a compulsive, uh, I guess Facebook troller because I would just you know that's my character flaw. I just love to point out, hey, here here's where you're wrong, and I would get I guess involved with Facebook comment wars. I think I made a post about that, and again. It's trolling, right? You're just trolling and you tell them where they're wrong, where they're this. And you're, sometimes you're just trying to trigger them. And um, so there was one post that was actually on, on um, I, think, uh, I think, our star advertiser, which is our local newspaper. And they made some comments about Donald Trump or something. And I just said, hey, you know what? I voted for Donald Trump. And I got the usual reactions because they say, hey, the usual reaction is, well, you're Asian because they see my profile. And I do look like an Asian person. And they say, how can you vote for a man who wants to kill you. Really? Okay. A man who wants to hate you, put you in jail. Really? I mean, this is the left, right? And then I got this one lady um, who said, um, Steve, oh good Lord, I just read some of your posts on your news feeds. They're pure right talking points, zero research, 
zero critical thinking. So I think she's talking about pure right-wing talking points, not right talking points. Pure right-wing. I think she forgot a word there. And uh, so I said, hmm, I wonder what post she was talking about. So I want to just read off maybe the top post that I had on here because apparently I want to know which which post had zero research and zero critical thinking. And, uh, you know, a lot of times on Facebook, I will actually write my own posts. Um, I write these long paragraphs um, and I'm a, I'm a pretty good writer, so I keep it entertaining. Uh, some of you who are listening to me are fans of my Facebook post. And some of them go viral, some of them don't. And a lot of them recently have just been taken down by Facebook. I keep complaining about that because Facebook just loves to censor me. And it's the reason why I actually made this podcast. But uh, anyway, my first post includes um, uh, the Biden State Department is reviewing Trump's genocide declaration. And they're thinking about getting rid of that title that China practices genocide. And what does this title have to do with well, just to let you know that, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, they actually are the only um, state or country in the world that does state-sponsored human organ harvesting. So basically, if you're protesting or you're doing something wrong or, or you're a criminal or something, they will actually take an organ from you, like a, a kidney or a lung or anything from you. So if they say, hey, you're, you're using Facebook when you're not supposed to use Facebook, you're speaking out against the government, you all of a sudden get onto this list, and you're going to become an organ donor for something. So if, so if you're a match for someone, and, and again, you don't have to be a really bad criminal, they'll harvest your organs for you. And if you're if you're practicing the wrong religion, like say for your Muslim in China, they will actually go after and harvest your organs. They'll imprison you for like saying, "Hey, you know, you're inciting terror, insurrection. You're a, you're you're quote unquote an insurrectionist. You know those 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 kids who are protesting in Hong Kong, those are." insurrectionists, right? And they start harvesting their organs. And they kill them too sometimes. That's a genocide. And um, Biden, they want, Biden's team wants to drop that title. Now, I was wondering, did I not practice critical thinking or zero research there? It can't be that one. Okay, so let's scroll down here. Um, my second post here is about when, uh, I, I, I read a post, okay, this is one which I wrote wrote down. It's not a share. Um, I said, um, when President Obama and, and Vice President Harris say my ancestors were enslaved, they are lying. By the, so I wrote, by the way, President Obama's half black. His father, who is from Kenya, traveled to America via plane, not a slave ship. A ship. Uh, Vice President Harris is Jamaican. Her father also came to America via plane and not through a slave ship. So they, their ancestors had not suffered through slavery via American slaveholders. So when they say that their ancestors were enslaved in America, it's 100% a lie. Now, I guess I'm not practicing any research or any critical thinking when I'm doing there. I should just automatically accept that because the color of their skin, they had suffered through slavery. Hmm. Okay, what's another one here? Um, I put over here, February, February is Black History Month, but in my opinion, there should be no Black History Month. Which month is Jewish, Chinese, Japanese, or any ethnic month? None. We are all Americans and should stop segregating ourselves from each other. Let's stop looking back at our histories for reasons to play the victim and look forward to uniting as one. 
So apparently that I am not exercising any research or critical thinking. That's, that's just pure right-wing talking points. Okay, let's go on here. Oh, this, this one must really, really, you know, really, really dig her. Um, the Food TV Network show winner, who, she's the black people, okay? The Food Network TV show, the winner of one of the shows, and she rallied against white privilege, is charged with killing her adopted white daughter. So two black parents, Black Lives Matter people, are charged with killing her adopted white daughter. Now, she's a Food Network TV show winner, okay? So she was, you know, those contests they have there, she won it. Um, I think it was one of those amateur cooking things, and she actually won it. Okay, but she killed her daughter. Well, she, well she's innocent until proven guilty. She is accused of killing her adopted white daughter. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Now, we're not trying to say Black Lives Matter people do this, but this is a, a person who, this is something very bad, but here's the thing. The mainstream media has gone silent on this because she was very vocal about her Black Lives Matter movement. And she was put onto that show because of her Black Lives Matter movement. Um, that's about it. <laughs> Here's another one. So, again, I'm not critically thinking, apparently, to her. So this is just all... I am just following the loyalists here. CDC, no longer constrained by Trump, issues an order that makes not wearing a mask on public transportation a federal crime. So apparently, I write here, since when can the CDC create laws? I thought laws are created by Congress and signed into existence by the president. So the CDC can bypass the Constitution? So this article, I'm not sure why they're saying you know, the CDC created these laws, right? And in fact, when you, write, when you read into the article, they're actually pushing that narrative that the CDC created these laws. The CDC can't create laws. You know, and neither can a president through an executive action. It has to be done through Congress, and he has to sign it into law. Right? They have to propose a bill. The bill becomes a law, right? and then the president signs it in, and then you can debate it. The Supreme Court can say, hey, that, is that constitutional or not? The CDC can't come out there and say, hey, we're just going to, boom, we have the power over, over our executive branch you know, and, our, and our Congress. No, that's not how it works. This article is, is baloney. So apparently, again, no, I have no research, no critical thinking. Of course, <laughs> I'm just playing to this. But this is where it gets really good, okay? This is where it gets really good because apparently what I wrote here really triggered her. So I posted an article. Well, actually, um, I did a screen capture. Transgender MMA fighter who broke skull of woman named bravest athlete in history. So there is an MMA transgender female who is male, and she basically knocked this woman out like and broke her skull. And she was named the bravest athlete in history. That is funny. And I wrote, that's a dude. So she got really offended at that. And the next post here was a picture. I'm not sure where it was, but there's all these men. I think they're all men. I think maybe some of them may be transgender males. But they're all standing in their tidy whities right? I, and, they're, and right there in their crotch area, they've actually colored with a red marker pen a red stripe to, you know, to symbolize periods. And then right there over the top is in the title, people have periods. So I wrote, 
Um, no, women have periods. And apparently the party of science doesn't believe in the easiest science, which is, are you male or female? This is what I'm getting at right here. This is, this is the, the crazy thing about it. So apparently that, I'm not doing any research or critical thinking. I think I know a male or female when I see it. And I think, I, I, I mean, I'm very sure, you know, I took sex ed in the sixth grade and they taught that only males, only females can have periods, right? I mean, I'm a male. I never had to, you know, buy any kind of period stuff. You know, thank God. I don't know how women do it. And, uh, you know, I thank, I thank God every day I'm a male because having, you know, bleeding every single month, I understand why you're pissed off all the time, right? <laughs> so I'm just joking. But you, you get what I'm saying, right? So again, this lady just says, you know, that, and that was, I think, I, I'm already past, like, I think, um, uh, I'm already past the, the entire, all the posts that she could have looked at. <laughs> I don't know where she's th- getting this, but it's just, and I did respond to her, and, uh, you know, she didn't respond back, and I got a lot of likes on my, res- my, my responses. Liberals, <laughs> I think it's a lot of self-projection there. Liberals don't really critically think. They do. Um, so some of them, I think, I believe they overthink themselves. They overthrottle or they overthrottle their, their intelligence. There, there is a type of personality out there that is just so genius. And they just, like a scientist, a professor, there's a reason why you call them the absent-minded professor because they tend to overthink things and overthrottle their brain. It's like redlining your, you, they, how you redline your engine, they redline their brain and they go from being fully intelligent just to being a full, full-on idiot. And this is where they'll, they'll say things like Bernie Sanders is, you know, you know, an example of white privilege when he's up there snuggled together just trying to be warm. You know, how else is he supposed to be dressed, Right. You know, he can't dress like how he wants to dress. All of a sudden, everything is white privilege, right? This is where we get, like, cultural appropriation. So if I have a, a white person wants to wear um, something Asian, I'm supposed to be offended and say, whoa, 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 you can't do that because you're white, right? Or if a white person wants to braid their hair and put cornrows in there, a black lady is supposed to say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's what I'm supposed to do because actually black people wear their hairs in cornrows, by the way. Well, by the way, you know, just to let you know, it was the Vikings who are really white people who actually started doing those braids and all that way before the blacks, just to let you know. And it's just a style of hair. So who the hell cares? Why is everyone being so sensitive? I mean, it's gotten so bad, right? This cultural appropriation thing is that (laughs) the Kansas City Chiefs, apparently, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan... You can't show up to your own football game and wear the Indian headgear because that's cultural appropriation and you're offending someone out there. Who the hell would be offended by that? You know, we have, we have to, and there are, I mean, I would say who the hell. There are people who get offended by that, but for the most part, people say, no, I'm not offended. But there's, everyone just loves to be offended. The, the new generation, the younger generation, even my generation, they're looking for things to offend themselves. You know, oh, I'm so offended. I'm offended by this, offended by that, offended. You know, I had, I had a friend before, and we went over to watch the, we watched Transformers, the movie. And I think in the movie, there was, uh, I think, two, two Decepticons. And they, 
they're they're talking about um I guess they had they're talking eubonics or some some type of jive or something like that. They had the gold chain going on there. And my friend, he comes out of there and he is just pissed. He can't stop going about it. He says, I said, what the what's wrong with you? He said, Did you see those Decepticons talking like as though they're black? Oh my god, I am just pissed. I am so pissed. You know, I said, I can't even head. He is like so like ready to punch the walls and just like I'm just so pissed and all that, right? It's freaking Transformers, and you come out of the movie. Now the movie wasn't that great. I mean, I I was kind of ticked because I was like, man, I paid 15 bucks for this, this piece of crap. But I didn't try to scream racist. It's not racist. I mean, what about some of the other other characters? Some of the other characters tried to tried to be. They had a Viking accent, you know, you know, uh, uh, accent or something, you know, for a Swedish accent or something, things like that. You know, what's wrong with that? And some of you had a Chinese accent or a Japanese accent. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. No, well, you imitate the black accent, right, or the jive or the eubonics. Now we get offended. And by the way, this person who got offended, my former friend, wasn't even black. How you like that? But he was going to college. Uh, this is the same thing, same time we would, we would go to Walmart and he would see something and, would, and it would trigger him. And then he'd get really mad at seeing something that, that another person who was white wearing something that he believed that only a black person should wear. And this is the problem. You know, professors now, they're not educating people on how to become, you know, you know a good citizen. It, they're, they're teaching them how to become an angry citizen. So if you're sending your kid to college or university, what they're really trying to do there is just to reprogram them into being someone who's, I guess, who loves to play the victim and someone who loves to be very angry. It's not good. And, you know, so all that anger that is out there on Facebook, I remember when social media first started, you know, people were very angry. They were very rude on top of there. And like I, I always say that, well, that's fine. You know, people, it's going to stay on social media, but it's not anymore. It's actually spilling out into the streets. And, and uh, you know, I always thought when the Internet first came to be something, when it came to fruition... I, I really thought that, you know, it would be a good thing for, for, Amer- for the world because all, all of a sudden, you're, you know, you had information, at, I guess, everywhere. I mean, it was, you don't have to go to the library. But apparently, people just got a lot more stupid when the internet came out. I mean, they got really, really stupid. They got overly emotional. Um, there, there's everyone there could publish information on top of there. So you really didn't know. What is gold and what is crap? And right now, to this day, you have to decipher where the truth is, right? And um, and and it hasn't been a good thing. And for some things, it has been good, but you know, it's really not good now. And now we're now we're living in this era where we are actually being, uh, I guess, the freedom of thought is is being censored by big tech. So you basically have these very very rich rich. Um, uh, entrepreneurs, why don't we say that, um, determining what is what what type of um, information is good for us, right? Um, and, and what type of opinions are good for us? And what type of companies are good for us? Because apparently parlor is not good for us. Um, believing that, uh, be, uh, you know, listening to Donald Trump, even if, even say, for example, if everything he said was wrong, 
um, that is no good for us. Okay, because here's the thing: there are there's a lot of bad things on top of the internet, horrible things on top of the internet. There's a lot of bad things that the internet is used for, which they don't censor, which they don't do anything about. Like for example, Bitcoin and a lot of cryptocurrencies. That's what you know. The, one of the primary uses is to launder, you know, to kind of launder money in there to like pay for drugs and everything, you know, in, in very big transactions. I mean, they they could even. I think ISIS was using um, uh, Bitcoin to actually transfer and pay for very very big loads of uh, loads of, uh, I guess, um, of fuel back and forth. But there was no attempt to ever stop that. Um, ISIS. Um, uh, the um, the Ayatollah, um, you know, all these very big regimes, their their YouTube accounts, their their um, their Twitter their Twitter accounts were never used to to actually. I mean, their their speech was never censored. Like how, not not like how Donald Trump is. Remember when ISIS would actually put on their YouTube channel these guys, you know, these people getting beheaded and everything like that. They'd burn people alive. Then they put it on YouTube, they put it on Facebook, they put it on Facebook Live. And um, what did they do? Facebook and Facebook and YouTube didn't do anything. Absolutely nothing. You, you can find some of the grossest things on Facebook if you really try to look for it. I, I mean, it's horrible. And then all the pornography that's everywhere, just everywhere on there. And you have to, and for me, you have to really, you know, you know for me, I, I try to avoid it like the plague because you have to just, if you go to one site, you you in it you 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 uh, innocently type in the wrong word just by like by one thing, and then all of a sudden you get a pop up and pop up and these things just pop up on your screen. You're like whoa 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 I don't want to I don't want to look at this I don't want to you know go down that rabbit hole, and and it and it's you know it's really really bad. I mean there's so much disgusting things on top of the internet and Google, Facebook everything and they actually have the power to get rid of all that filth, and they they have the power. Google had the power to get rid of, to actually get rid of um, Parler. Why can't they get rid of ISIS, their website? Why can't they get rid of, you know, all the pornography on top of there? Why can't they get rid of all the, the anti, the, the really hate, the hateful thing? I mean, there, there's like things that you, you could, you could go on the internet and you, they would tell you how to build bombs, like literally build bombs to kill people. But those websites and you know are allowed to actually stay open. And what what are they targeting right right now? Right, they're targeting Parler, and they targeted they, they target Wall Street Bets, which is like a small group of you know investors which are trying to stick it to the hedge funds. I mean, it's really strange where where we are living in at this time, and it's really strange that the president, the president of the United States has no comment on any of this. None. And the world that we know, the America that we know, the America that we love, the America that Donald Trump has created is turning into an experiment of, of um, college theology. Why don't I just say that, right? Every like academic theology is now being applied to real life. I thought it was pretty bad when President Obama was in here. Joe Biden is one million times worse. They, the people in there, they're just plain activists, up and down. I mean, they only care about themselves. Let's be very, very, very clear about that. Everyone from, everyone from in the CIA, FBI, everyone at the top echelon, 
they only care about themselves. And, and it's very strange when I, when I look at it and who they're trying to demonize. They're actually trying to demonize the Trump supporter, like myself, anyone who I know is a Trump supporter, especially if you're white and a Trump supporter. And, and you just have the left who are just buying it, just buying it, buying it up, buying it up, and getting more angry, getting more paranoid. And then it's not helping because the right, they're also paranoid. There are the same group of loyalists on the right. Both sides are paranoid. They're left, again, like I always said, there's more people on the left who are more loyal than people on the right. Or royal, the, the people on the right are not as loyal as the, people, as the people on the left. The people on the right are very much disenfranchised, actually. And um, they all have their own ideals of morals. And that's why you can never get much unity on the right. You know, the libertarians and everything like that. But I got into that before. So this is where we're at right now. Where will we, where will we be in four years? That's what I want to know. That's what I really, really want to know. Anyway, guys, I'll cut to a quick commercial break, and uh, I want to talk some football. And why don't we talk about football, my predictions in the Super Bowl, and uh, my experience with football, and we'll go from there. All right? Be right back. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, and take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Okay, I'm back, ready to start talking about some football. So um, I'm not sure if you actually uh, are following the NFL. I'm not sure if you're boycotting the NFL. I know a lot of my friends have decided to just walk away from it. And I, you know, I completely agree. I, I can't disagree with your choice to actually walk away. All I can say is that it hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be, the, the, the Black Lives Matter type of thing. And for the most part, the, the NFL players are not kneeling during the, the national anthem, which is great. Um, some of them are kind of, you know, yeah, people have to understand the, these uh, football players are really young, they're straight out of college, they're brainwashed by the professors. And, um, you know, at their heart, I mean, at their, I guess, in their soul, they really want to do something good. You know, you know there's, there's, there's not an evil motivation behind them. All right. And I think at the heart of all the Black, Li Black Lives Matter movement and all of this, there's actually a good person behind all of this. I think that those on the right, we have to realize that. And a lot of times, you know, people can mean to do mean well, 
but so a lot of times their good intentions can lead them down the wrong path. It's very, very easy for someone to be misdirected, um, especially when they're led in the wrong way. And, um, and that's where I think Black Lives Matter is going because they're being told that if someone says all lives matter, they're saying that they're, they're interpreting that as though black lives don't matter. And if, uh, and, and on the right, people say, if they, when they hear black lives matter, then there's on the right, they'll say, well, what about everyone else's life? And so there's this like, you know, there's a, there's a form of miscommunication between the two sides, left and right. And I understand both parties. Um, I do side more with the other side to say all lives, all lives matter. And I don't side at all actually with the Black Lives Matter um, organization because it's much different than the, the term Black Lives Matter. Because the term, the phrase Black Lives Matter, who would have not, you know, disagree with that? But the organization as a whole, you know, stands for things that are very much Marxist and communist and, and, and not America. And if we do any of those things, follow any of those things, it would not make life better, especially for the blacks. Um, defunding the police. Well, if we, we defund the police, we, that means we're taking police out of the ghettos. And the gangs will all of a sudden be running the ghettos. We don't need that. We don't need that at all. Okay, so uh, let's talk football. We have um, Tom Brady and, then, and the, you know, not, not the Patriots, the Buccaneers. And uh, first, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to pick for Tom Brady. I am. Uh, I want Tom Brady to win uh, number number seven. And uh, I don't care what the spread is. I didn't. I didn't even look. And I think. Um, I think they're going to do it. Uh, the the Chiefs. Their line is decimated right now. And the and the Buccaneers. They have a pretty good pass rush. Very 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 good pass rush. And uh, and I think you just don't bet against the goat. Uh, by the way, for those of you who, those of you who don't know, the goat means the greatest of all time. And Tom Brady, he is the greatest of all time. And um, here's one thing that's very interesting about it is because Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady is not the most well. He is not the most athletic. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have, um, you know, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the greatest greatest running abilities. But he's smart. Um, he has really great pocket presence. Um, he knows how to read a defense and process it really well. But he is the greatest leader of men on the football field. Um, every teammate has ever has always said the, the the Patriot way is not the Bill Belichick way. The Patriot way is the Tom Brady way. Um, in fact, one of uh, Tom Brady's uh, I think uh, former teammates just came out there and just said that. So if you ever heard the Patriot way, he said that the Patriot way was always the Tom Brady way. And Tom Brady took, uh, took his way, took it down to the Buccaneers, who was a 7-9 and nine team, didn't make the playoffs in over a decade, and then took them to a Super Bowl in his first year there, and not really having much time to actually work with the team. While Bill Belichick had Cam Newton, who's really not that bad of a quarterback, but made him look like crap. And couldn't even take that team into the playoffs. And by the way, the, the Patriots are way over the cap. And um, I have no idea where all that money is going. Because, you know, it's, it's like they don't have any brand players. Like, who in the world 
are these people, uh, who, are, who are these players on the Patriots? Where all that money go? I really don't know. I mean, other than Cam Newton, I don't know anyone else. Like, who, who would go there? In fact, Matthew Stafford said he would go to any team except the Patriots. Trade me to any team except the Patriots. Because he knows there's no one there. There's really, really no one there. <laughs> anyway, um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. One of I think one of his greatest assets, though, is that he can throw with anticipation. And uh, you, myself, my own football experience is that uh, I love playing football. Uh, when I was a kid, I didn't love it as much. And then when I want, when I got better, I started to love it better. When I play, went into high school, I tried to play a little bit in high school, but because we were on a losing. We were on a losing team. I just didn't want to be part of a losing team. And we were really bad. Um, so I just would quit. I just actually said, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I completely don't want to play for these teams. And plus the coach there uh, was a complete idiot. And um, I just didn't want to be around, you know, I hate to say this. I didn't want to be around small Asian guys, you know, playing football. I wanted to be around big Samoans on the line. <laughs> I wanted athletic black guys as wide receivers um, and it's real funny because you got this when you played peewee football or midget football. You got th these guys, you know, because we're next to the military bases and you guys are just very, very, very athletic guys. Then all of a sudden we, I go to private school and everyone's a tiny little Asian. And they're fast, but they're really tiny. But I, I remember our, our running backs are like, you know, 100 and, 120 pounds. <laughs> you know, you, you can't have a 120 pound running back. That's so weird because... 125 pound, the midget players who are younger, and when I, now I, I grew up in Waipahu, are midget players, the midget Pop Warner players, um, and I think there's another, another level up that were heavier than our high school teams. I mean, I, I didn't understand that, and they're, they're not even as old, and they're a lot, a lot better. In fact, the, the people in my area um, who, who uh, I played with, a lot, of went, a lot of them went on to play NCAA football. Now, my experience is that uh, after that, I played a little bit uh, what they call semi-pro, not not really arena football, football, but semi-pro football. And these are like you know when you buy your own pads, and then you kind of play with some older guys who used to play in arena and and for the pros and everything. And I played quarterback with there, and that's the one position I've always wanted to play is the quarterback. And, and I did okay, you know. And again, I didn't. Really playing much games either because you know I didn't have much time and I was much too older back then, and I played a lot of I played a lot of street ball too, um, but that was my experience with it with playing football, and um, I just didn't you know I always wanted to play at, at a higher level, but I just did not I guess life dealt me with different 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 um, set of cards right so I just went in a different direction I'm kind of happy too. But I did know, I, I, I do know how to throw a football pretty far. In fact, I can throw the ball, well, not now. I could throw the ball about 65 to 68 yards. And I could throw it maybe about, about 30 to 35 yards on the rope. And when you say on the rope, I mean, that ball is just going straight. And I, I did study um, technique over and over again and taught myself how to throw these really, really good spirals, really good down there. And it's, to be honest, it's, I, I did it just by watching Tom Brady and one of my heroes, Nick Foles, throw the football um, because their form is just really, really good. And, and, um, and then I was 
I got to a point where I could teach other people, didn't matter who they were, even if they were like high schoolers and all that, how to throw a football really, really well. And, um, and, and to be honest, when, when, when they say, you know, quarterback has arm strength, you don't really, you don't, you don't really throw the football with your arm. It all starts with a good footwork, a good base, and it's all the hips and all of your power. It comes off the back foot. So a lot of times they'll say, oh, this quarterback's throwing off the back foot. Well, you always throw it off the back foot. That's where all your power is generated is off the back foot. And then it's all about the back foot and the twist of the hips and then making sure that energy, that little snap you have in there uh, and, and the follow through with your arm, your arm doesn't, I guess, take away from that power generated from your hips because it's all about the hips, that twist. And if you have this correct, if you can, if you can do everything in one throw, one flip and get a good spin on that ball, that ball comes out of your hand so fast that by the time, I mean, you could be about 20, 20 yards down the field and it feels like the other, the, the receiver will feel like as though, as, as soon as you let go of the ball, it feels as though the ball is right there in their hands and you're literally just walking there and giving them the ball. And that's why Shannon Sharp called um, Carson Wentz, walk it to him because he could throw these balls so fast that it felt as though as soon as he let go of the ball, the ball is right there in the receiver's hands. And it's true. So I could actually do that. And, and I, I love playing, you know, ball. And if, even if, even if you play ball like out on the street uh, and tackle or anything like that, it's still very, very competitive because you're playing with a, a lot of them are, um, some of them are ex-athletes, uh, ex-NFL ex, uh, athletes who are down here in Hawaii, uh, some ex-college football players. And you're playing tackle here in Hawaii without pads. And, and the competition is really, really tough. And, and um and it's fun, but I'll, I would always play quarterback on that time, and I was pretty good. I throw those seven yard bombs and all those things. It was, it was fun, but um, yeah. So whenever you hear like you know, say Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't have the strongest of arms. It you know it doesn't really matter too much because you have to. The thing that matters the most is like um, you have to throw it off that back foot, twist the hips, and then what even matters more is anticipation, because you have to throw the ball to where the receiver is gonna be, and not where because if he's open. And you actually say, for example, uh, uh, a receiver runs maybe um, a ten yard, what do you call it, square out, basically ten yards down the field, turns right, and then and then just runs toward the sideline, right? That um, you have to throw the ball right before, depending on how strong your arm is, right? You have to throw the ball even even if you have a strong arm, you have to throw the ball toward the sideline right when he makes the break, and that way when he turns around, the ball's basically there, and the cornerback can't make a break on it. And this is what people don't realize, like how and how much anticipation you have to throw it with. And a lot of quarterbacks nowadays, the uh, these quarterbacks in, in the coming out of college, they don't throw with anticipation. They wait till the receiver is open and they're sitting in their route, and that can't happen because the DBs, the cornerbacks or the safeties, can easily jump these routes. So you have to again, like you kind of have to have a spider sense. You have to throw it. You have to throw people open. You have to throw them. You know, you have to throw it. You know right with it, I guess, the, the correct anticipation. And it's kind of funny because, like, when, when you're playing with, like, um, in, like when you're playing, like, like backyard football, and I'm not saying backyard football, like, with you and your friends, but, you know, actually, you go down to the park and you can find, like, all these, like, really, really good athletes. Uh, you know, we're talking really good athletes. I mean, here in Hawaii, I mean, we're talking, like, guys who are, like, you know, six foot three and they can run, actually, a four 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 five, And everyone's running out there in the park. This is before COVID back then. It was so fun. I mean, these guys are... Tremendous athletes. They're like ripped, like, you know, 4% body fat. 
And you ask yourself, oh, how come, how come you're, you never played the pros? I mean, you're so fast. And then they said, oh, I got this, grades, blah, blah, blah. And, or they did. Some of them did. And they still, could, they still couldn't make the cut. I mean, so that's how, that's how creative it was. Like, you know, throwing to like, I mean, I, I had the opportunity to throw to some guys who played in the NFL before. But the practice squad, they never made it up there. But they got to play practice squad. They got to play, you know, CFL, Canadian football. And it's, you think, wow, you can throw this. And, and to, to throw the ball there, it's, it's pretty easy. But even then, the guys who are covering them are still really good. And um, you have to really make a pinpoint perfect throw. Um, it's not like college, college. The guys are really open because you have, there's such a disparity between talent. But in the NFL, and I hate to say that when you play like in the park with some of these really great athletes, they're not as open because everyone's a pretty good athlete on there, or or the athlete athlete across them are actually matched in talent and speed. So um, when you throw in the NFL, you got to be pinpoint. It got to be within six inches or maybe a foot or something. Um, college, you know, they're about five ten yards open. Um, you know, when I was playing though, uh, back the backyard for, over here uh, up there in the park, we we're like, I think the guys were only about, I think about a foot or two open. They're not really that that far open. They're not like college. And when I played the semi-pro, again, there was a big disparity. There's maybe about five yards, sometimes even more, because you got some pretty old guys on there that can't cover. Sometimes they got to be open by 10 yards. No one's even covering them. So it's a lot, the easiest out of all of them is to actually play semi-pro. And don't let the, the name pro, you know, kind of like fool you there, because I think it's not even close to pro. I think it's just people who, people who can afford to buy pads That's and, and helmets. That's all what I think it is. So, anyway, that's my experience with football and my opinion on it. And that's, and that's why I think, um, I think Tom Brady will actually win. Uh, why, did, why will he win? I think it's just experience. It's way more experience in winning. Uh, he, has, he has a better team overall put together uh, than, than the Chiefs. But I think it really comes down to the line. I really don't think Patrick Mahomes will have a lot of time back there to throw. Um, and that's the one thing when it comes to football, by the way. Everything is about the offensive and defensive line. Um, it usually goes to the team who, whose line outperforms the other. It really comes down to that. Uh, the, the DBs and the wide receivers, for the most part, they can kind of cover each other. But if that offensive line can't hold, I don't care if you're Lamar Jackson. You're going to get pressure. You're going to get people on your face. The, the quarterback is going to get hit. And, they're, and they, get, they can't handle a lot of hits. I mean, trust me, when you get... When if you get pressured and and when you have these guys coming down on you, and I tell you from my experience, you know I, I'm I'm six feet tall, uh, with cleats I'm like six foot one, and when you have these big Samoan guys chasing after you, this without without helmets and without without pads by the way they're like full on just chasing after you, and uh, and and they're coming with you on both sides and you have some of your own Samoan guys blocking for you, uh, and you want to get rid of that ball as, as fast as you can <laughs> back there because it's, it's, it's pretty scary. It's, it's really, really scary. Um, and, and, and I could not imagine on the NFL level on, on how, you know, I, I guess getting hit by an NFL player. I mean, it, 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 is, it is scary back there. So, you know, one hit, my guy, and I, th- I think I'm tough, you know, one hit and you start like, you start hearing footsteps. So you will release the ball a lot earlier. You re- you will release that ball, you know, you know, so you don't get hit. And even then, after after you release it, you still get hit. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank God, it, you know, we, no one got hurt when we when we played. But man, it was fun. It's really fun. Oh man, I miss those days. I'm, I'm like 43 years old here, going on 44, 
uh, I think when COVID like stops and I, uh, I just hope we can uh, get some, some of the players that are, are out there. You know, it's really cool because some of the players we have a lot of military uh, are, is here. So, you know, a lot of the military guys would come down. A lot of those guys are ex college a- athletes, man. And they're like, I mean, it, it, it is awesome. It is really, really, really awesome. We get some people down from the YMCA and everyone and, oh, man, those were the days. But hmm, what do I know here? Here I am doing podcasts right now, working in the wedding industry. Can't complain, right? Okay, so uh, that's it for my podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Talked a little bit about football. Did some complaining about trolls. And uh, got you got you entertained about some stupidity that I found on the internet. What more can you ask for, right? Okay, so everyone have a good day. I'll be talking to you later. Uh, we have Wedding Wednesdays coming up, so that will be something different tomorrow. Um, so it's not going to be about my usual things and all this. So Wedding Wednesdays. And I think on Thursdays, I think this Thursday I'll talk about biking. So we'll finally get that podcast in. So for those of you who are waiting, on Thursday, it's all going to be about biking, bicycling, not motorcycle, bicycling. And... Uh, Techniques on, on how to climb a hill, how to bomb it, how to ride safely, how to obey traffic laws and rules so you don't get hit by cars. Uh, I got some good advice for you on all of those things, and I think you'll enjoy it. All right, guys, I will talk to you later, and have a great day.